Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing Education USA versus Germany with a very special guest coming on later. And I'm excited to introduce her. Exactly. We're talking about the, the school systems and how those uh, compare. Yeah, and the experience of someone who has been in both systems and how she feels about, about, about them. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get to the class before the bell rings. <laughs> let's do it. This episode is sponsored by the Germanic American Institute in St. Paul, Minnesota. They offer immersion-style German language courses for all levels and ages, in person or online. Fall classes just started this week, but there is still time to register at gaimn.org. Past GAI students eventually took the German skills they learned and moved to Germany to live, work, and just have fun. They also have their own podcast called Here and There, which covers grammar questions, cultural topics, and interviews with famous people, just like Alex and I. They also have online and in-person Zamstagschule for kids and teens, and a new online enrichment preschool-age program called Kinderstube German at Home. To find out more about their German classes, events, and cultural resources, go to gaimn.org. Hey, everybody. This is episode 79. And, 79. you know, we love when you guys join us for a little a little visit, a little talk. On a nice Wednesday yeah, afternoon. Maybe. Exactly. It's your Wednesday, but for us, this is the Wednesday before. So yeah. you're kind of, you're going back in time. We're talking to you from the past. <laughs> from the past. <laughs> or you're listening from the future. One of the, one of those is happening. Oh, oh my! That guy's blew my mind a little bit. Anyways, we're excited. We we got we got a fun guest as always because when have we ever had a bad guest? Never. <laughs> we would Never. not. We would not do that to you we guys. Dare to think about getting a bad guest? Now, Alex, there's something we always do in the beginning, and what's that? Uh, we do our shout outs and news. Sorry, I have a very radio news voice today. You do. Let's Jeffrey. get normal. Okay, Alex. Let's just let's start. All right. There's. My, let's. I'll be more casual. Sorry. That's fine. Let's, let's catch it up. Uh, yeah, we have our shout outs and news, and the first one, which is uh, very fun, I think, is we are have an announcement for our date for our Berlin meetup if you would like to come join us. And this is an in-person meetup. In person, you get to meet the myth, the legend, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> and I might be there too. Uh, and I'll be there. And yeah, a few of us, uh, a few of you have given interest in it. And so we thought, okay, let's do this. And yeah, we're going to do it. So it's uh, September 24th. That's September 24th. Which is a Friday. A Friday. From, I believe when this episode comes out, it'll be two weeks. Two weeks-ish from then, yeah. From 8 to 10 p.m. Maybe we can stay a little bit later. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to check. Um, but we would love to stay later if we can. So we'll try to do that. But for sure, 8 to 10, we are there. And where is it, Jeff? You know what? It is at the Offside Whiskey Bar. Now, this is uh, near the Gesundbrunnen, uh, S-Bahn, U-Bahn station extravaganza, where you want to call it. Yes. And it's short, like five-minute walk from there. Yeah, Again, that's the Offside Whiskey Bar. Use your Google machines, you'll find it. Yeah, and uh, of course, like everywhere else in Berlin, but especially all of our own safety, we'd appreciate if you are vaccinated or at minimum tested. Come in, bring a mask, you'll need them in, in bars if you have not been to a bar or restaurant anywhere here anyways. Yeah. But not the table to table, we don't need masks. But uh, we would appreciate if everyone who is coming will come in a safe manner. Yeah, and again, not only do we appreciate it, but it is the law. And um, the law states that if you're doing a negative test, it has to be fresh from no more 24 hours. So it can't really be from the you know the night before or the day before. Um, so just make sure to fresh test. Do bring a mask because you do need it when you're walking to the bathroom and stuff. But when right. you're seated, you don't need it. So yeah. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have a fun time, guys. Just yeah, hanging we, out. We got a table reserved. Um, maybe more people will come. We'll have to figure out something else. I don't know yet. But it's going to be fun if you want to come over. Again, it's September 24th. It's a Friday from 8 to 10 at Offside Pub and Whiskey Bar. They have a lot of cool whiskeys there, too. They also have beer and other stuff, too, so don't worry. If you don't, if you don't like whiskey, there are other options there. Absolutely. So that is our sneak peek. We'll give some more details next week just to keep slowly juicing Ooh, juicing up the... Juicy. Making it more juicy as the time goes on. Uh, great news for cyclists in Berlin. The oh, new right? bicycle traffic plan has just been approved by the Berlin Senate, which includes major improvements to the uh, Berlin's network of cycling paths and infrastructure. Part of this plan includes 3,000 kilometers of new bike lanes. Wow. Uh, of which over 800 kilometers will be so called 
priority bike lanes, which will be guaranteed to be at least 2.5 meters wide. That is brilliant. Which is luxury, which allows cyclists to pass each other without having to enter the main <laughs> roadway where, you know, the dangerous cars are. Yeah. One of the most exciting things that I've not mentioned yet is the construction of 100 kilometers of cycling highways. Uh, these are bike paths that will be set completely apart from normal streets, uh, which means the cyclists can go from A to B. You won't, there's be no traffic lights for you to stop at. There'll be no cars. It literally is a cycling highway to kind of get you from like one end of the city to another. That is, I, I did not know this at all. That is, that is, the best news I've ever heard all yeah. day. But again, I've heard it's, it's the plans are approved, so you'll see them in action in like 20 years or something like that. True. Funding will probably be uh, fall out in the next few years, and it never happens. So, you know, it's one of those things. So, But I, I haven't looked at the um, the details of exactly where these highways are or, or which sections of Berlin are going to be benefit the most. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's, if I had a guess, I'm going to say Mitte because they get all the good things. And yeah. my district will be last. We still have a bike lane on our main road. Uh, and it's extremely dangerous, so I'm still just waiting for a regular bike lane near me. Yeah, for you guys it'll be hard because in Neukölln the um, the roadways are very narrow, as it, and the sidewalks are very narrow as well. So there's, yeah. there's really no space to be had. That's a problem. Get like, rid of the parking. Yeah, but even then, it's like slim pickings there. So, yeah, it's gonna um, be tough. Yeah, um, but anyways, they'll 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 figure things out. I mean, if there's three thousand kilometers of new bike paths, like they can't all be in Mitte. Like Mitte is, <laughs> is what <laughs> Mitte is like ten like what a, a <laughs> kilometer by a kilometer. Like, exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, so that's good news for cyclists. That's and great news. Maybe someday coming to a city near you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I just um, said that like it's like a, I don't know, just like a destruction derby. Like <laughs> Monday, Monday, Monday. Um, also, I want to mention real quickly one more just giant thank you to all of you who have given us donations. Yes, thank it, you. It, it really helps us uh, run this podcast. It's, it's not a cheap podcast to run. Uh, we forgot how much whiskey costs when we started the podcast and now we know it's expensive absolutely and plus website hosting and all of our uh equipment and you know just general upkeep uh you know of yeah. all, all that kind of jam um, so a heartfelt thank you to all of you we really appreciate it. it's very generous of, of of all of you and um yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, helps beyond belief and if any of you wish to uh contribute if you just go to our website uh the bottom of every single page has that paypal boom button there yeah. so and if not just keep enjoying the show it, it is a free show it's a it's just for you out there yeah free. I, we do not do this for the money uh, no if we did we'd be very very broke we'd be bad businessmen because terrible yeah, business we, we are generating no profit so negative profit Neg <laughs> literally negative profit anyways moving on what else we got oh uh, yeah so recently we had a listener ask if we could once again from time to time mention our listener stats so we used to mm. do this at the beginning of every episode back in the days way back in the days the first like the, in the 20s and i know my 20s i mean like episode 20 episode 20 <laughs> For example, what are top countries where our listeners are from, uh, et cetera. Yeah. And this the, is something... The, the cool stats. Yeah. It's something we used to always do. And we, we, we stopped doing it. I don't know why. So let's bring it back once in a while. Um, Not every time, but you know... We'll, we'll do it every once in a while. Every, every like month or so. We'll see what happens. So for the last month, Jeff, Ooh. the most listeners of our podcast come from the USA, Germany, Canada, Japan, Austria, Spain, and the UK in that order. Interesting. I mean, I mean, the, the, for me, like Germany, USA, obvious. UK makes sense. UK makes sense but you know, then to have Japan, Japan. and Austria, so Austria, I kind of get because I guess if there's mm. no podcast like this for Austrians, and maybe Japan and Spain actually are the outliers, but they're in yeah. our, they're in our top. What is that? Top six ish? Or yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. And our overall listeners come from over sixty different countries worldwide. Insane, which I is mean, totally wild. Yeah, today we had a really interesting comment with a guy on Instagram when we had posted the our Bud Spencer whiskey picture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he's from uh, Curaçao, I believe it's 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 called. Which is uh, we had to look it up. It's a you know it's sorry, a little country near uh, Aruba. Yeah, that's my ignorance. Um, but, I had no idea either, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and so there there is at least one man in Curaçao and the Caribbean that listens to our podcast <laughs> and cool. was responding to our Instagram. So there you go. Yeah. So the countries that I just listed are the actual listener numbers, right? The downloads, the download numbers. Exactly. Um, but we're also in a bunch of podcast charts around the world. And these are run, run by Apple podcasts and they usually mm -hmm. represent the top 250 podcasts for each genre per country. So we're on the charts in the following countries, like buckle up. It's kind of wild. I oh. have no idea. Yeah. Let's hear this list. So Germany, I mean, USA, Germany, Russia, Ireland, Denmark, Japan, Italy, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Austria, South Africa, India, Turkey, Greece, Peru, Belarus, and Mongolia. 
Mongolia, and it's weird because the past the past like month or two we've been on the charts in Mon- Mon- in Mongolia like consistently. So uh, yeah, I, 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 everyone, people listening to Mongolia right now, hello. I mean, a lot of these also could be people listening from a VPN or something. I don't know. Why would you VPN yourself through Mongolia to be super secure? I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, hey, if someone here is Mongolia, send us a message. Like, say hello. If you're or from Peru, if it's pretty far if you're away. From any of these countries, yeah, send us a message. Japan, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and we've had we've, we've received some messages from Japan before. Uh, True. These are a lot of places that I thought would not be listening to us because it's so far away, and we're such a niche specific podcast. I wouldn't think that people from these countries so far away would be listening. But uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, and, and I find that very cool that. Um, People say in you know in a country that has nothing to do with America or Germany are, right. are interested in those things. Like, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 it's, uh, it's 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 cool that people are just like really interested in the not necessarily the world directly around them, but just the world around them in general. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. everyone listening from these countries, hello, how you doing? Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Here's a kiss. And how how have you? You know, speaking of countries. How have yes. you been? Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, that makes no sense. I, I live in a country, so it does yeah, make, okay. make some sense. True. It does make sense. We, we, we've been around. Yeah, I'm all right. I had uh, some people over on Friday, which is pretty nice. Which, um, my people, also includes me. Including yourself. Yeah, you really that, made that, that, that seem like I was fun. separate from that. I, I wish you were, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, somehow so I just... That was pretty fun. I'm not even invited to these things. I just show up. Yeah. Just show up. <laughs> Jeff just shows up everywhere. And uh, then on Saturday, I was very, very hungover, so I watched Jurassic Park. And then I watched Jurassic World, and then I watched some other monster movies, and then played some Halo. So that was pretty chill. Okay, it really sounds like your girlfriend was out of town. She was out of town. Okay. <laughs> and then on, on Sunday, I um, what did I do on Sunday? Oh yeah, on Sunday was my fantasy football draft. So I drafted the most fantastic fantasy football team in history of fantasy football. Nice. No, but you, no, you did that draft when we were at my girlfriend's I'm, village. I, I'm part of two leagues. Okay. Okay. Then I really don't care. Okay. Moving on from that. Um, you know, <laughs> what? for yourself, what are you doing? Uh, not much. You know, had a, had a nice weekend, you know, went on some walks and some cycling and all that kind of usual jazz. Nothing, nothing really worth mentioning. You know, it's going to be more exciting if we just get to the good stuff, which Let's is the, the whiskey, stuff. man. Yes. So this is a very interesting whiskey. We talked about donations before, right? and this was donated by one of our uh, listeners. And this is from James. Yes. So thank James. you, James, so much. Legend. James has been a really, really nice, kind fan of the podcast for, yeah. for a while. And one day uh, in the mail, we received a package, uh, which was there's a plastic bag filled with six small bottles of whiskey. Exactly. One for each of us, three different whiskeys. Very, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, really legendary move, James. Really appreciate that. Uh, so today we're drinking um, the Bullet 10-Year which is a 45.6% alcohol. That's all I know about it because pretty much they're small little bottles and James wrote his own little label on it. Exactly. He gave us uh, some pieces, if you will, of, of his bottles of whiskey. So, he, And this is this will be the, th- the first of three that we'll be trying. And Bullet, oddly enough, we have tried on the podcast before somewhere in the first like 15. I think it was like episode five or episode, six. Or yeah, something like somewhere that. in there. But, but it, that was uh, Rye, I believe. Yeah, it was not It was not this Bullet. So uh, this is a new one for us. So I'm yes. pretty excited. Yeah, but, and, and so he bottled them himself. So uh, James, right now I really like you. If I'm dead tomorrow, I won't like you that much anymore. Yeah, it, actually, we were talking about this. We are drinking random liquid that was sent to us in the mail is this a smart move we're about to find we're out about to find out oh god actually so, is this is a plastic glass it's really hard plastic it's plastic but it's nice but it's like quality plastic you know like i, I thought you could like, i can't really bend it with my here, give me a bottle here's what sounds like you put it together yeah. that's plastic okay, okay. all right um, let's go ahead and, and let's do a three two one okay three two one crack one oh three two one one two three what did I just say? Three, two, one. Okay. Three, two. <laughs> I said three, two, one. They're like, one, two. Oh, so I'm going to crack his open before, whatever. Three, two, one. Oh, no. My, mine is super. Did you already pre-open yours? No. It's already open, dude, because he had poured the whiskey in it. No, no, but mine was, mine really wouldn't turn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mine was on a But you can't pre-open. It was already opened. Okay. Anyways, that was a fail. So let's, let's try a pour. Let's pour it. That was the cutest little glug. This is really awesome. Thanks, James, man. This, this is, is super cool. This is very cool. I love this. This is what uh, this is what it's all about. This is what dreams are made of. This, this is the community we try to build here at the AGDW podcast. And Actually, um, that's a good pour. It's a it's a really nice pour. Thank cheers, you. man. Cheers. Ooh, James, I like that. James, thank you. Mm. Wow, that's really good. I yeah, it was a great first impression. Yeah, I mean, I, the the other bullet we had, I, I really liked as well. So that's um, true. So I, I was I was expecting quality and Oof. 
That delivered. Smooth, yeah. Oh my. Um, all right, so we have a guest coming up. We're going to introduce her in like now. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, if you would like to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really much appreciate it. But if you don't want to, it's also okay. Uh, also, check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. People say it's the best website in the whole world. I don't know. And um, <laughs> there's lots of good stuff on there. Someday you'll find out these people are just Alex. Yeah, they but, are. That's my suspicion. I don't know. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll do some investigation and get back to you guys. But yeah, check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of cool content that we work hard on. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into without it, Without farther ado? Further ado. Further. Yeah, without you, your you, father's ado. You said father ado. Without daddy ado. Yeah. Anyways, again, we're focusing on education this episode and schooling and the comparisons and we have one of the best guests you could for the specific topic because we she's do. done it all. And she's the most amazing, smart, beautiful person I've ever, I've ever met in my life. Uh, so my girlfriend, Bobby, is back on the show, back for popular requests. And uh, yeah, she's been around the world and uh, she's going to give us her perspective on growing up as a German, going to school in the States uh, a few times and comparing them a bit and what she liked about each one. Should be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. And as we mentioned, we are now here with Bobby, who, as we uh, introduced in, I don't know, episode 60, a little while ago, um, where we had um, my girlfriend and your girlfriend telling their like experiences being German and dating Dating us, dating Americans. Yeah, she, uh, Bobby was introduced at that point, but now she is back. So welcome back to your second episode. Oh, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And it's funny, this episode idea came up just from uh, Bobby and I having a little, having a little date night and we're just talking about education and stuff. And I said, this would be a good podcast idea that sounds like just sexy date night oh yeah talking about education wow. uh, pillow talk baby oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we do so what do you think about kindergarten reform kids that's what happens when you get into your 30s <laughs> do you have a wine with you first of all i do thank you very much okay, yes okay good that is important because you don't like whiskey but at least you have to have a wine on our on our alcoholic show so you have been to the states multiple times for educational purposes not just for travel or leisure but you went there mm. to learn things in institutions such as a school or a university is this correct assumption of what i'm saying <laughs> oh my <laughs> this is correct thank you for uh phrasing it so Formally, you're welcome. It's, it's <laughs> educational show, man. It sounded, sounded like a, I don't know, like a police interview in a back room or something. I don't know how to Is talk. Is this correct? I don't know how to talk to my own girlfriend. <laughs> I'm very nervous around her still, you know. Um, so yeah, can you just break down for us real quick, just like when you went to the states for school and um, and like why? Sure. I went to the states when I was 16 for the first time. I went to high school. And then I went back when I was 25 uh, to college, actually. I went to Rutgers in New Jersey. And actually, in between, I was also in Spain for a semester with Erasmus. Um, so I, yeah, I went to American high school, German high school, American university, uh, Spanish university, and German university. Oh, my goodness. So you're very well educated. That's the person. whole gamut. That is the whole gamut. Yeah. I also, uh, my qualification is actually as a teacher. So I've seen it from, from a lot of sites. Perfect. Okay, so for those uh, Germans who are listening who have no idea what the American school system is, which I'm pretty sure many do because they watch you know, TV, is so our kindergarten starts when you're five years old, and it's kind of like preschool, like the German preschool. No, no, because in the US, we actually have preschool that comes before kindergarten. Well, the name preschool, but the kindergarten is like a German preschool. It's a school before school, but you actually learn how to read and write a bit. And then it's first grade, and you have lower school up until fifth grade, middle school or uh, until sixth to eighth. And then high school is usually ninth to twelfth, and then you graduate with a diploma in high school, and that's kind of it. Um, it's, it varies yeah, that, a little bit here, or there. They call it like the K through twelve system. K yeah. through twelve. Um, now, Bobby, can you do a quick breakdown of like how the German school system works? I know it's very different, and I find it a bit confusing. It's, so ve- it's like very a, confusing. Explain yeah. it like where uh, like we're in kindergarten. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think it's confusing for a lot of Germans when you go through it to decide like where do you want to go? How early do you have to decide? So I don't think I'm going to cover kind of like preschool, kindergarten. I think it's a lot of the same in Germany. And I think it's very similar to the States. And it's also like everywhere the same in Germany. So I think American listeners, European listeners, I think they're all going to have about the same experience. Sure. Of, sure, you go to kindergarten until 
until it's time to go to preschool, um, until grade five. And grade five is when you enter uh, different schooling systems that you have to decide by then. So basically in Germany, we have a what's called gymnasium that qualifies you to go to college. We also have a system that's called Hauptschule that you can end, uh, that you can leave after you're 15, which is very early, or um, Realschule that you can leave after 16 uh, years of age. And that, for example, is if you already know you don't want to go to college because you know maybe you want to take over as a hairdresser somewhere it's or like you want to be a trade school kind of. Yes, it's very vocational and meant for white collar and blue collar trades so you kind of like don't have to waste your time if you already know that's not something that you want to do anyways but before i go further because i do have to say i can only speak to my experiences on gymnasium because that's the path i chose sure i do uh, want to say just to clarify these are like three different branches that are happening at the same time like like yeah. it, it's not like gymnasium <laughs> is this grade or this grade, then you go, these are three different choices and you go through one path or the other. You, exactly. can't, you can't do all so three. You, or, yeah. you can have classmates that you had in lower school that are now in different kind of high school scenarios. Exactly. And I think that's one of the biggest problems of the German system is you have to decide by age five. You, your parents, your teacher, uh, sorry, not five. by age five, by, by grade five. Okay, but, so but even grade five. Year, yeah, you're 10 years old. That's 10 years is nothing. To you're a your, baby. Your, your you should be a child, yeah, not decide like what college classes you might want to take. A good example is you were just saying like, you know, you, you, you do one if you want to do more white collar work and one more if you want to be do trade school. Why the hell would you have any idea about any of that at the age of 10? Like, you shouldn't. Why at the age of 10 would you be like, oh, for sure, I want to be an automotive engineer. But like, you, you would have no idea you know, at the When age I was 10, 10 right. I'm pretty sure I wanted to be a professional BMX bike rider. So. Right. I think actually, like, I mean, Alex knows this. I'm, I'm a pretty outspoken feminist. And for me, this is an issue where boys are very much dis disadvantaged, to my opinion, just simply because by age 10, most boys still are like... They're very rebunctious. They're taller than the rest of the classes, like girls, for example. They might be a little louder. I don't want to, you know, put any gender stereotypes on this, but just like from also what you're saying about mm -hmm. your kids, um, you know, it, it it's just something where just because you're louder and maybe you haven't thought about what college classes you want to take doesn't mean you're not fit for that right. path. And but boys a lot generally of, are treated differently in education exactly, anyways. Exactly. Mm, yeah. And a lot of teachers do decide that a 10-year-old who's too loud is maybe too disruptive to follow classes that are meant to put you on that university track, which once again is just way, way, way too early. Yeah. I, I guess it kind of makes sense for like economical purposes because therefore everyone kind of has a path. But it is kind of, yeah, like you said, kind of unfair for a lot of people who might have a lot of potential but can't even reach it because the system told them, nope, you're going to go this way instead. Yeah, right. It, it's just it makes no sense. I mean, because uh, sorry to cut you off there, but it's because, yeah, so just because you have trouble or you have a short attention span at the age of 10 doesn't mean by the age of 12 or 13, suddenly you got your shit together and you're, but like, oh, whoops, they've already decided I'm, yeah. I'm doing this. So whoops, a doodle. Yeah. Like, and you can't, you can't go backwards. Right. And choose a new one, I'm guessing, or, or it's a huge, hugely complicated uh, situation. Knowing, knowing for Germany. sure. And like, I mean, it's, it's not impossible to do it after 10th grade, for example, if you do decide, okay, I can leave, um, you know, I have a qualification to do, let's say, to be an accountant, to be, um, you know, um, you can still decide, oh, maybe actually I do want to go to university. How about I go to gymnasium now? It is possible, but it's just going to be a little harder for you because just the way it's taught, so it's supposed to be the same curricular, just as, for example, a little slower pace mm, in okay. Hauptschule and Realschule. So by the time you'll enter gymnasium, you'll have five years of different ways of teaching. So I think those people are once again disadvantaged just by being, you know, on a different path that they might not even have chosen themselves or it's being crazy. too young to decide. That. And I know now there's also more more popping up of these Gesamtschule where it's yeah. everyone together, kind of more an American style, yes. which uh, I think is really cool. Like my school is Gesamtschule, I think. Oh, completely agree. Because also I feel like gymnasium is very... It's very classist in a way, because mm. obviously if your parents have been at academics, they're going to make sure that you go to gymnasium. If you come from a background where most of the people you know are, you know, have a, have a white collar job, they might even say like, oh, why do you need that? We didn't do that. And that's fine. And the thing mm -hmm. is, it is fine, but you're not going to get that push where once again, why would anyone have to decide that? Like you could easily say after grade 10, either you leave 
um, with that Abschluss that people would get in 10th grade anyways. Or you say like, you know, actually, I'm 16 at this point. You're a young adult. You can decide for yourself. Like, sure. cool. Maybe you decided you want to go to college or you decide that's not for you. But either way, it's going to be more of a decision that you made, not that someone else made for you when you were 10. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, very, very complicated. And I think this is why a lot of times, uh, especially American expats will say like, hey, hey, what's like the German equivalent of high school? And they're... And there's a 20 minute long answer rather than exactly. like, I just, no, I just want the word of the thing. Like, nope, there's, it's just, anyways, it's, it's a very yeah. complicated. Yes. Um, That's why I'm, I'm really happy to have you here because people have asked us and I, and I don't want to give them information because I've looked it up even, I've tried reading it and it's still very complicated to me, even as an educator, but that's why I stick with the kindergarten questions that I, that I can answer. Makes sense. Um, that's where you're the expert in. That's where I'm the expert in. That's, that's my jam. Uh, so now that we know, like, the general rules we know where you've been so let's get to, let's get to the meat the juiciness bobby let's. um i want to hear so before you went to the states uh so you said you were 16 years old what were your expectations of going to an american high school because i'm sure you must have been a little bit nervous especially at 16 that's a pretty uh that's an age right and then we did mention in the last episode you went to uh laguna the laguna beach high school right so correct so did Definitely does not represent every, everybody's high school probably, experience. Probably most people does not represent. <laughs> what do you mean? Not everyone has balconies with ocean views instead of corridors? I don't think they all have Hummers yeah. and Lamborghinis in the parking lot yeah. either, as, as you said. Definitely a higher tax bracket. So, um, so yeah. So, we don't want to say that Laguna Beach rep represents uh, high school in general in the U.S., but, you know, but it is a, it is technically an American high school. So, exactly. You know. So, yeah, what were your expectations? You're in Germany. You're going to leave soon. What were you What were you thinking? So I was definitely super excited. This is something that I definitely wanted. Like I wanted to learn English. And um, back then, the States were my first choice. Uh, I think I also applied to the UK and Canada. But um, this is also why I was excited to come back on the show, because I actually, all three times I went abroad, it was on a scholarship. It was never with my own money. I never spent a single penny, except my experiences there and maybe some... Fantastic. Right. But I just, I thought there was a good opportunity to maybe also tell people about that because there's so many options that a lot of people don't know about but mm. there's so much available so i think it was actually pretty cool by the way they did prepare us because the first time i went was through a scholarship that's called the parliamentary parlorship program that's the ppp the PP actually yes mm. yep <laughs> i often have the ppp mm. Yes, you do. Um, basically, it's just a partnership program between the German Bundestag and the American Congress. Uh, so, um, because they want to foster international relations, which is good. Great. So they also prepared us a lot. And obviously, I do think it's easier for people to get an image of the States just because of the movies. Like, obviously, uh, I wanted to know what it's like, you know, to go through those hallways and have the lockers, ride an American school bus both things that I didn't do, but thought I would, um, you know, to have the prom. I was lucky enough that they uh, put me in the graduation class, even in Germany. Um, I would have been grade 11, but I think they're just being nice to exchange students because then you get to have all these oh, milestone so experiences. Yeah. So you're grade 11 in Germany, but you were grade 12 when you went to the States. Right. So for example, I was... So you're young in... Yes. I was yes. in grade 11 English, for example, which was great because my English was... Um, enough to get by but by no yeah. means Actually, great. I was, I was gonna ask like but before arriving when you are when you're flying to the u.s at that point like what level is your english well so i thought because hindsight is is such a false narrative right in hindsight i thought like yeah i mean i must have been good enough to go i got by i could talk but then i do remember that the especially the first days I had a headache all the time because you can't escape it, right? Like you guys come to Germany, you, know, you can take a little reprieve in talking to expats. I didn't have anyone. I needed to speak English from the get-go. The beach wasn't covered in Germans. Right. <laughs> Which is good. You know, that's how you learn and that's what I wanted. Right. But in hindsight, I did think like, oh, it must have been great. Like, obviously. And then I found some, uh, some term papers, some homework from the first weeks. And I read it back after my English improved. And when, I was like, when was this? oh boy. I don't know, like two years ago, oh, I think it was definitely, um, yeah, it was definitely in hindsight, I thought my English was better than it was for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but did you have problems, like say when you were first arrived and you're like, you're introducing yourself, like, hey, I'm the German exchange student. I didn't did really have problems simply because like, that's also one thing that I can put a blanket statement over Americans. Everyone is so nice. Everyone 
welcomed me so much where I never felt stupid for maybe having to find some words or not being able to express myself. My head just hurt because it's obviously something completely different coming from a village with 630 people right. and then just speaking English all day, every day, 24-7. But I mm. got used to it pretty quickly. And after one month, um, so I arrived in the summer holidays or summer vacation. And then <laughs> after a month, school started. And by then the initial like, Ooh, what do you do? Um, that had already faded and then actually it was fine in school. Okay, okay. nice. Now, did everyone look at you in a positive way like like oh it's the like being an exchange student from germany is cool or did they did not really care or were it they... was a mixture of both like i think in every high school there's always so many foreign exchange students where at one point you know you don't really care because they leave you you know you haven't known them for three years you won't graduate with them or stick, i don't know stay in touch go to college but at the other hand it was kind of like you're from Germany. That's something at least people have heard of. Um, right. <laughs> True. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I was I was young. I was blonde. I was very excited, which I think are all things that make it easy for you to be a high school student. Right. Yeah, fair and, enough. and to be liked easily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for some things, I think I was just like new and interesting and a little exotic, which is something I've never been in my life. Um, no, but that was really nice. And then I think um, I didn't have so many expectations beforehand um, other than what I've seen on TV. And then I think it started once I got into the school system, I realized what the actual changes are. And I, I do want to just make a tiny disclaimer of like anything that I'm saying like please keep in mind i don't want to judge anyone i don't you know i never want to say germany is better or america is better it's just sure. my personal experience and also you know i am german i was already 16 years old in germany uh, when i went to the states so i might be biased obviously just by that and anything i say that you know your listeners don't agree with i'm just one person with one opinion hey. and i'm biased and Absolutely. subjective well, welcome to the podcast that's that's what we said every day in our first few episodes too everything on the show is only um our experience and uh maybe we're wrong maybe everything we say is bullshit no one knows so we're just saying what we have experience and so are yeah. you so it's very on brand for the agdw podcast so what are the uh, i think everyone i think it's all important this episode is what are the it major is <laughs> it is indeed that's that's kind of what we said at the beginning let's get to that what is the uh the major differences that that you saw between uh your high school in germany and your high school in uh laguna beach yeah so once again i'm not judging i'm just recounting subjective biased uh, opinions that are just mine so i think one of the biggest difference that is pretty neutral is uh, did you guys know that in germany schooling is mandatory so there is no homeschooling you cannot just decide that's illegal to, right it's illegal it's yeah. actually illegal with hefty fines I, I, so, I like that right but like if you're truant the police might come and pick up your child or you might get super hefty fines going from 50 to 300 euros a day and really uh-huh yeah Dear lord yeah and after your child is 14 <sighs> they're responsible for that so you can say like hey buddy you skipped school um i got a fine for 100 euros that's coming out of your pocket money travel money so people i think do think twice about it it's not super enforced it's more like when it's when it's regularly right but i do think it's interesting because in america it's like your own personal choice whereas in germany it's been illegal for over a hundred years by now because they wanted to make sure that people from economic disadvantaged backgrounds can you know not use their children as laborers for example mm. ah, okay yeah so they wanted to make sure that class is mandatory and you cannot just say oop needs a, need a farm hand um so they should gone for eight hours a day doing something in school as, as opposed to working eight hours a day as kind of like a child slave exactly yeah right and but, but in the u.s we do have child labor law so you can't do that in the u.s either so well, yeah of course right <laughs> But then um, the other thing is that I wanted to make sure that Germany stays or is a little more egalitarian because back then richer families could afford tutors also for their children, whereas some poorer families might not even be able to send their kid to school. So they said like, oh, gotta keep it a little safe, make sure that it's mandatory for everyone up to age 15. After that, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, but up until that age, let's just make sure everyone is forced to have the luxury of an education. Interesting. So what was your 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 biggest like in your experience when you saw differences of how you felt personally? So I think it's the way things are taught. I do have to say I really, really enjoyed my my time in 
the American high school system, just simply because I feel like the approach on how you teach people is more, what's the best way to describe it? Probably more engaging like okay. it starts early right like you guys have show and tell i don't think i've ever had a show and tell in germany because it's very fact-based it's very what like you, shocker it's very straightforward like all germans we, are we do not care Wait, what you have to show right or what you have to tell i'm going to tell you what i learn no but what do you mean by show and tell like for example you know no, even in tell. kindergarten yeah we had it when i was like five but not in yeah. high school no right but that's what i mean like oh. it starts oh. with that that you already oh, I involving... in your high school you had show and tell no, we... and I was like, <laughs> that, that's why i was really confused i was like i, I that'd be the yeah. weirdest show and tell in high school right this is my homer so I think I think just the general ways of engagement are different, right? Like, for example, in Germany, you have way more topics. And I think that's also, you know, Alex, you mentioned a lot the stereotype of Europeans thinking Americans are ignorant. Right. I don't think that, but I do think that maybe you guys are being, a, being done a disservice just by the limitations of subjects that are taught, right? Because, like, I had to take geography for five years how yeah because like in germany like for example when i went into uh, uh, to the states i had six subject and they were the same every single day first period was always english second period you know it stayed the same whereas in germany you have the core subject like math german history you have more you have like four times a week and the other ones like geography religion or ethics based on your beliefs or um, the vocational subjects you only have uh, two times a week for example but you do have them for a long time like for, for example yeah like english for example is mandatory in germany starting in third grade then in fifth grade you do a second language which most people do either latin or french so a third language technically that's the second one and then the third language you can do if you're interested in ninth grade so i started with english then took french in fifth grade and then spanish as a third language in ninth grade but, but you're speaking four languages then if, if you're well, pursuing them including german german's not included because they already know i, yeah, I know yeah. but i'm saying yeah. like just like that's that's a wild concept to me although i also couldn't say anymore i couldn't claim that i speak french i had it for four years and i forgot everything because i didn't practice it okay so that that fits with my because i learned spanish for four years and right. don't know any of it so. i did a time of four years we put our hands in the middle like the power rangers and say we didn't learn anything no all right <laughs> i guess it's <laughs> just you, were, you you're proud of your ignorance oh no i'm not proud of it i'm just uh nope let's go let's go <laughs> I think another thing that's really different is in Germany, you actually stay with your class. So if you go to gymnasium, you have one class that starts in fifth grade and then you have a class teacher who's like your um, kind of like your core go to person and everyone mostly stays in the same uh, same room and then the teachers change whereas in the states the teachers have a classroom which i know because all of my friends went on to become teachers they're so jealous of just the general concept of what do you mean you have an entire room for yourself where you can leave your water bottle you can maybe do preparation because in germany the teachers mostly change and of course also classes do as well because the music room is specialized and the biology room is specialized and the physics room is specialized so are, are you saying you're sitting in one room more or less all day not all day but you do have one room that's assigned and you uh, also have uh, uh, mostly again just my experience and mostly you also stay with the people that you went into fifth grade with interesting you stay with them until they leave which i think or, is awful yeah th awful. I, I think that's one of the, the one of the maybe not talked about points that is kind of really advantageous 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 that's a word, advantageous. Yes. Advantageous. Thank you for the not native speaker. Uh, at American high schools, is that this transition from class to class kind of teaches you some personal responsibility of you know not being late. It also gives you a little more social cues and like see some friends on the way to class. Like I never had classes with my friends because I was like I don't want to take physics. So I didn't know different like earth science instead. But Alex, actually, so, like, that's I would such see a them point. in the hallway and I had no. I had to be responsible for myself of making it to class. If I didn't make it to class and I was late, yeah. mm -hmm. that was my fault. I get a tardiness. Plus, you know it what also I mean? helps with mm -hmm. boredom. So like and boredom, yeah. Because you don't stare at the same wall. Like like, like even that mm -hmm. that five minute transition period to somewhere else wakes you it, up. It breaks up your day. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the day goes faster rather than sitting in one place for eight hours. Mm -hmm. And, and that really preps you for college when you have to go you know all across campuses and some goes across the city or but whatever. But it's really interesting that's to say it because I would have used kind of like the same point you were making just the other way around where okay. I feel like if you have to break it down, I feel like in Germany and therefore also in German schools, you're treated way earlier as an adult where the goal is to make you an active participant 
okay. an active citizen. So, for example, we don't have dress codes because, you know, who cares? We don't have... Um, basically, we don't have hall passes because, sure, you still have to ask, um, like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. But you don't need a hall pass. You have to take care of everything by yourself, basically, because we don't have after-school programs, right? So if you want right. to learn an instrument, you have to find a band or, you know, it's it's a lot where Germany says, like, um, well, we're here to teach you, and that's basically it. And in the States, I feel like, Everything is taken care of for you. Even in college, I still had that feeling that a lot of things are um, kind of like list-based. So in the beginning, you get a syllabus. And on the syllabus, you already know the books you'll have to read. Right. The research topics that in Germany you have to find yourself and, you know, talk them over and flesh them out with your supervisor. Whereas in the States, I already knew what the acceptable research topics are. Um, so I did feel that in, in, in Germany, for example, let's say... For example, the testing system is completely different, right? In the States, I had a vocabulary test every Monday <coughs> in English, Thank you. which, you know, was in America where English is your first language. But I thought it was great because it contributed a lot to my grade because I just memorized it. And right. it also helped me uh, speak more fluently. And in Germany, you have like for your core subject, um, you have four tests a semester and for the non-core ones you have two tests a semester which isn't a lot at all so basically they give you all this knowledge which once again is less engaging it's more fact-based it's a little more dry i would say but i did feel like it might be a little more comprehensive because at the end you don't get a weekly test that you know checks have you learned your dates and right. you know those things at the end you give you you're being you're given like an overarching topic and then it says like now contextualize that for me like for example so it, it gets, gets more about how how you think about the subjects and how you can uh use that knowledge for right, something else exactly, instead of, you know when like, did the second world war end Exactly, like it's all con context-based and it's all transfer knowledge. Like they would never, like for example, uh, that was crazy to me. Like at 16, that was a positive culture shock. In Germany, I don't, th I don't know anyone who ever had a test with an open book, and I don't know anyone who's ever once in their life taken a multiple choice test. That's just not a thing here yeah, at I'll, all. I'll throw something in. I've that was not never allowed in our high like to take a test with your book open what would, be, what would be the point of that like, i think i had it like once and yeah. I, came, I think the point was to teach us how to use books yeah i wouldn't say that's a normal thing at all like i never i never no, had that ever had that happen multiple yeah. choice for sure that, that's that's super normal um but it also depends on the teacher like like my school for example we didn't have hall passes we didn't have a lot of these things and yes same here we didn't like if you wanted to go pee you just left then you just went peed you just nice. pee, which is nice but i do know it is a thing in some, in some and that's the problem with with i mean not the problem but that's the thing about talking about american education is that it varies wildly depending on what state you're in um because they're all and what city you're in even there and even what city based yeah. in the state exactly so um yeah, makes sense. I mean, like I said, you know, I can only talk from my experience. So this is something that I did find differently. Like, even as a foreigner, I found it easier to good, get good grades, both in high school and in college, than I did in Germany, because mm. it's not so fact-based. Or like, for example, in college, it was a lot about handing in summaries, where that's that's not something that I was accustomed to in Germany, like it still means sometimes it was even actually more work than I was used to in Germany. But it's it seemed like it's work that's a lot of like regurgitating kind of like what someone work. else had already done. Okay. Whereas in Germany, it's like I remember my Abitur, for example, um, for for your AP classes that you have to pick. I chose English and History, for example, and then in those classes, it's a six-hour examination per topic. So you oh write gosh. for something about six hours. And then the ones that aren't AP, you take for four hours. So, for example, my history exam, I remember, was about a verdict that was printed in 1953 about a guy who was sentenced to labor camp because he participated in the East German uprising of 1953. And then the only, uh, the only um, task for six hours was, so discuss how that uh, disseminated kind of like the preferred outcome of that. So it doesn't tell you anything else. You have to see is, okay, the source that is given is that propaganda, because if you don't realize it is, you might do the whole thing wrong. You have to know what is the year 1953 in context? What, why is the, the date so significant? Oh, wow. 
Like, so if these you don't know, like you're 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 pretty screwed. Yep. If you have no idea, like you're done. Exactly. Wow. Can, can you stop? Like, can you just write for two hours? It's six hours examination, so you have time for six hours. If you're you done after to. two hours, okay. it might still mean you pass, but it's probably not as comprehensive as it should be. Yeah, what, what's the maximum pages? Like, do they have to? It's like you have to write twenty pages, or it's, just it's like it's basically like a term paper, except you don't get any questions that kind of prompt you in a good direction. Mm. It's so, so open sourced, right? So it's basically as you would do a term Open-ended. paper. Um, right, so so in your head you have to think about, okay, here's what I know about the GDR, here's what I know about the historical context, here's what the source tells me, and then you kind of have to structure your own beginning, end, uh, what, like, what do you want to put in there. If you get a, sor- a source, you also get 30 minutes longer, so you can think about all of these things, but then you're on your own. It's just you, your pen, your paper, six hours, That sounds go. terrifying. And also, I, I, I would not want to be the first person to finish, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that Alex, he's already done it, this guy's not getting a good greatest idiot <laughs> or you make everyone else crazy because it's like oh he knew everything he just had to write it down quickly because yeah, at the end of the day you just got to do better than your other students around you no so that's you, not true like Alex. Mind tricks with them. that's not true because we also don't have a curve in germany we uh, never yeah. have so it doesn't matter if half the class fails because then you'd get a curve and everyone is fine that's just not a thing the biggest a fight with a teacher I've ever had is because our entire class failed one math exam and I was uh, I, I was like the, the class spokesperson whatever that's called like a prefect class speaker they yes. have that in Germany yeah. so I wow. I was responsible for going to the principal and saying like if the whole class failed like that's a little telling and then the math teacher was basically she she hated me after that but that's because we don't have a curve you can't say well if everyone failed let's just make sure we adjust that it's like nope you all failed yeah, that but, sounds super but, German. but fair enough because in a way you're saying she's a bad teacher so like i can, maybe I can, she was a bad teacher I can no no maybe but i'm saying like i can understand whether she's good or not if she's bad oh, why oh. she would be pissed off and not like bobby anymore because, oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. now what we're, we're, I, oh sorry i just wanted to say what i do have to say what i loved in the states is how it is so engaging and and what you offer like after school specials is something that you know from tv but like i didn't believe it until i was there that like actually after six period people go off to all their electives and that's just something we don't really have in german school so i thought it was super cool that everyone is off to debate club and sports and theater and it was it was super nice it was also for me the easiest way to get to know people whereas in germany like good luck everyone's gonna be like hello choose and then it's it's hard you don't have a natural and that, yeah. that was kind of my next question um so that was very um thank you for all of that there's a lot of information about like the general things of like in school stuff now um we're running a bit out of time but i want to know like about like what was more fun well if it's about fun obviously the states like you have all the dances to look forward to no Actually, dance in germany nope I mean, once you get older, you kind of create your own dances that everyone just goes to. We also don't have, we don't have a prom, kind of like prom and graduation for us is the same thing. Um, So all the the after schools and actually I do have to say, I did find German classes more challenging, but they definitely weren't more fun because, for example, um, shout out to my history teacher when I was 16, uh, Mrs. Cowley. Mrs. Cowley, for listening to this, shout out. Yeah, Kristen Cowley, his, U.S. history in 2004. Um, that was amazing because she actually in, ignited my passion for history that I definitely didn't have before. That's great. Because in her class, what she did was, for example, she put on super loud techno music and then we all had to build an assembly line and started uh, to draw a, um, what's it called, stick figure. But you only draw draw the head or the limbs or the neck. And then you pass it on. She's like, yup, that's an assembly line in industrial times for you. And it's like, what? Crazy. That makes so much sense now. She had some games with the Viet Cong for us where you had to infiltrate your classmates. And that's that's how knowledge sticks, right? Not right. that someone saying like, memorize this, but she yeah. made it like come alive for us. That was amazing. That's Very awesome. Cool. Very cool. I love everyone always has that that one teacher who really kind of sparked them sure. and, and made them, somebody yeah. like who made them who they are today or, you know, made them a passion about something. I think that's super cool. Yeah. I was a fourth grade teacher, Jimmy Ramsdale. Love that guy. Nice. My second grade teacher is really cool too. Yeah. Mine was Mr. Hogopian, eighth grade. Mr. Hogopian? I do want to say Great one name. more thing oh. that's a little controversial, but one thing we don't have in Germany is, for example, school drills for school shootings or security or uh, metal detectors. Because, for example, in the last 100 years, we had eight school shootings in 100 years. The Netherlands had two. Uh, Sweden had one. 
And for example, in the States, I think it's over 50 just in the last two years. And that's just something where I want to say, I don't think Americans are worse than Europeans. I don't think they are more angry or play more video games, which is not even a contributing factor, but Americans want to use it as that. Or like mental illness is the same all over the world. It's just that in Germany, in Europe, you have less access to guns, which is a deciding factor. And for example, the two school shootings we had, measurements were taken. England had a massacre in 96, measurements were taken. They didn't have a single school shooting after. In Australia, also in the 90s, they had Mm -hmm. a buyback programs also after a mass shooting, where I feel like there's so many countries that actually do something that's not thoughts and prayers. And that's something that I found different in the States, that this is something that's become so normalized. It's like, oh, yeah, you go through a metal detector. Oh, yeah, you do this and this. And like, guys, this is not this is not normal. Yeah, I think that's really important to say, too, especially for people who have not or don't don't know what it's like other places, because, yeah, it's that that shouldn't be normal. And uh, I, I hope that something can be happened in the States because it's 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 crazy that it happens so often. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole podcast episode on its own so yes, yeah, can't really get to that but yeah um i want to end on a positive note and is there anything else you'd like to say to anyone who is maybe thinking about going to the states or someone in the states thinking about coming to germany now now is your time yes i actually do like i know i mentioned the scholarships but i mean you guys know this because you know me but i actually do think that education is the greatest equalizer we have in this unequal world so for example I went to Spain with Erasmus for half a year and studied history, which is not my degree in Germany. I went to Rutgers, studied um, global political economy, which is also not what I did. So I think a lot of people, A, think, oh, in my field, something isn't offered or I can't afford it or I don't even know where to start. And I just want to say that there's tons of options. Like, for example, I went to the States after I graduated. So I finished all of my classes in Germany. I was a graduate from uni. But I worked in the international office and Mm. I realized that applications were very few and far between because everyone thought I'm never going to get this because so many people apply. So I applied because I know there's like zero applications (laughs) and I got it after I graduated. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Because I just want to, you know, foster interculturalism anyways. So I just want to say that even with 16, you know, you, you have to put the work in when it comes to what things are there but never in you know also in in job interviews never think like i don't fulfill those qualifications that's what a screening process is for if they never call you back you know you tried i when i was 16 i probably applied to 20 scholarship didn't get 19 but doesn't matter because i got that one that i did get so it's all just a numbers game and shoot your shot exactly shoot all the shots because it doesn't matter wayne gretzky you, you only miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael but Scott. actually, Michael Scott said it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone to, you know, if they're interesting and something's holding you back that's, you know, financial, which shouldn't be a reason, but is obviously very, very real. Like I said, I went abroad three times and didn't pay a single cent just for the fact that I went. And like, obviously, we all know that American school system is not cheap, which is also one of the biggest differences. I never paid a single cent just because the work that I did was just to look in what is there. And after that, I kind of had my work cut out for me. And I just want to encourage everyone to at least look into it. If that's something you want to do, you know, maybe it's not as hopeless as you think once you yeah, once like Alex said, shoot your shot, Michael Scott. Love it. There you go. And same thing we always say as well. If you're if you're thinking of moving abroad, and it's uh, there's always there's always reasons for everything to say to say no or make excuses. You can't do that, that, that. If you're really passionate about it, you want to do something, uh, do it. Because they are just that. They are excuses. Like, there's excuses. You just yeah. You you are you are putting the walls in front of you. They are not. They're not put up by other people. Exactly. Know, so. Well said, Jeff. Thank you. Well, anyways, Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the show again and having and discussing this because a lot of people were wondering about this because a lot of people were listening do have children and they're like, what the hell is going on here? How do we figure this out? So I hope this is enlightening to a lot of listeners and uh, I think it was helpful. You hope it's lightening to a lot of listeners? Enlightening. Oh, okay. Not Just lightening. Okay. Illuminating. So yes, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks, guys. Alex and Jeff were nice enough to give me an opportunity to promote the company I'm working at. So we do interior design with designers from all over the world. And we have a 25% off voucher code for everyone listening. So you just have to head to unique 
Junique.com. That's spelled J-U-N-I-Q-E. And you get 25% off everything. We have wall art, stationery, living products, whatever helps you make your house a home. And the code is AMERICANS. And if you're wondering why should I buy from this company, we have some several good reasons. We try to ship posters plastic-free. We are promoting artists from all over the world who maybe don't know how to do marketing and shipping. So we take care of that and then they get commission off everything they sell. And also we're 65% female-led. So all the, uh, 65% of people in manager positions are women, which is very important in this day and age. So if you want to check it out, do it and use the code AMERICANS for 25% off. And that's unique, right? J-U-N-I-Q-E? That's right. And I'll see you after for a little uh, drink. We will see you in five minutes. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and again, uh, thank you to Bobby. That was super interesting. Yeah. I, I, I knew a bit about the German school system, but that was way, like, way more in-depth than, than I've known. So I hope that was helpful to some people. And uh, Because it is totally wild how, how different it is. You wouldn't think that things would be that different because the cultures are so similar. But uh, that was very... Yeah, you think there's just an American high school and a German high school. But right, just different German languages. High doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. But totally different. But but I, I, I would say um, to anybody who has the option, um, you know, do that year abroad in high school, like in a different... If you're if you're in the States and you have some... And there's an opportunity to take a scholarship that's going to let you do a year abroad in in Denmark or wherever, I say do it because like what an experience, you know, for her. I mean, yeah. she's living up, growing up in Germany and she has this opportunity to go to California, Laguna Beach, like literally you're to just see the ocean every day and, exactly. and, do, and check out high school in the States. And then um, again on the East Coast and, and university. So, um, well, you had to, you had to bring in the East Coast, didn't you? I, yeah, I ran the East Coast a little bit, you know, <laughs> it's New Jersey, but you know, it's the East Coast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think like, like she said, you know, you got to shoot your shot, see what you can do. Um, otherwise, you know, life could be boring. You never know. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Say like, and, and I can understand for some people, it could be a possible scary thing. Like, oh, you're, you know, you're abroad, different language stuff. But I think it'll be scary the first like day or two. But I think then you'll be like so excited. You'll be so sad to leave. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, wow, what an amazing international experience I just had in these. Well, now I have friends halfway across the world, you know, that I made, you know, so very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, you know what else is pretty cool? This whiskey is sent to us from James, a listener to her. Of it podcast. is. We left just enough so we can do this final whiskey review because, you know, um, we did not have an indefinite supply. We, yeah, we did, we did not. We had two little bottles, but... Uh, Which is fine because they were free and he took all of his time to send them to us. Exactly. So that's not a complaint. I'm just saying like we had to pace ourselves this time. So again, this is the uh, the Bullet 10-year and that's all I know about it. Here we uh, go. Let's... Let, let's... Cheers. <laughs> I had something, but never mind. So I've been really liking this the whole time. It's got a really deep flavor. Did you just shot that? It looked like you shot it was, that. It was a big, big sip left. A big gulp, yeah. yeah. Big gulp. Uh, it's got like, <laughs> excuse me, a really deep flavor to it. Kind of a bit sweet, uh, but it's incredibly smooth. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really like it. I would definitely, I think I'd like to buy a big bottle of this at some point. Yeah, I mean, everything I've had with, from Bullet so far is very good. And also, I, I can't speak for this because it's Bullet 10-year, but the, the Bullet Rye we had... I think it was like 25 euro you know it's it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not a, super expensive and uh, good stuff in though. that sense very shelf worthy very good 100 shelf worthy very good whiskey for for um between 20 and 30 ish bucks again i can't speak for how much this was but it was pr it's probably in that range Something like and, that, yeah and um yeah what else can i say super tasty a great amount of burn it's not the it's not the bullet rye, but it's on the verge verge of a rye flavor wise. It's kind of got that, that sweeter flavor to it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what do you think of number wise? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go solid eight. I like this a lot. That's what I was thinking at eight too. Eight. And everyone oh. keeps thinking we just keep repeating ourselves, but really, I'd already picked eight, and I was like, I picked oh, eight like after my first sip. So me not like I, I before you. I, I picked eight, and then I was wondering, ooh, is that like too high? And then that's, that's why I threw it to you. But you said eight, so then okay, eight's fine. Yeah, okay. it's, it's definitely eight. It's, it's good stuff. So if anyone wants this, again, it's the bullet ten year. In small bottles, hit up James on Instagram. Well, no, no, it's not in small bottles. It's no, no, normally it's small. hit up James Instagram. He'll send oh, it to oh, you. Oh, okay, uh, he's got a whole supply. <laughs> he's, he's gonna now have like a drop shipping uh, company out of his garage, just sell, selling these like little bottles for fifty cents a pop. Exactly. But again, th thank you, to James, thank you again, James, so much. Really cool. And, and you know, again, we got two more whiskeys from James, so I can guarantee you those will pop up at some point in oh, the future. Uh, because how could they not? Exactly. Because uh, yeah, 
Good stuff. So thank you again, everybody. I hope that you all got educated on education. I think they did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, interesting um, comparison of, of, of the two because... Um, yeah, they are wildly different. Wildly different, yeah. Wildly different. Um, but but you, know, you know what's not different, Jeff? What's that? The last thing I say every episode. Yeah, you, you do. And that, uh, someday that'll be on the back of your shirt, man. It will be. Yeah. So everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, get vaccinated, and stay thirsty. Ooh, you keep throwing in that fourth one. See, I don't know. The, I think the rule of three, it sounds better. When you throw in the fourth one, it kind of like... It, the, they the, in there the, the rhythm kind of go. No, I get why you put it in because it's a very important thing. But, the top. but it's kind of the rhythm's a little off. But it's, it's okay. It's it's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. <laughs> it's okay. Get back to it. Uh, yeah. Stay Thursday, everybody. Cheers. Bye. Bye.